Yes, coming in hot with episode 50 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. I'm Sean and I'm joined by a man who wanted to say something to all the, quote, haters and trolls out there. Jobber. <laughs> yeah, How's I'm the time, mate? What do you got to say to him? We, we hit 50. They said we wouldn't hit five. They said you'd say something inflammatory and we'd get taken off the air, <laughs> but it just didn't happen, eh? Up yours for those haters and trolls. Oh, yeah, that, that was paying dollar uh, one for yeah. one of us to put our foot in it, but no, here we are. Here we at are. Least some sort of, at least some sort of defamation suit. Um, like, obviously, there's some inflammatory things in there, but it's, it's just hard to believe. What a milestone, huh? Those um, lawyers on retain um, have, have done done really well for us so far, um, but we have a massive pod, so we may as well crack into it. Um, we've got the weekly happenings, Champions League review, then we'll touch on the draw, some tasty fixtures coming up. Then we're off to the Europa League, and, um, and then we'll touch on the draw there, and then the FA Cup and some Prem action, and we'll touch on, uh, was it, is it your multi or who sent the multi in? Nah, a listener sent the multi and they wanted to remain undisclosed. But let's look, we'll okay. get to Tottenham's implosion and the implications for the multi later in the show. Let's do it. All right, so look, it's been a big week, as you said. Um, hot off the press, Celtic will not give Rangers a guard of honour after Rangers won the title. So that's the first time in 10 years, is it, that someone else has won the title outside of Celtic? Yep, that's right. Um, and that is very petty of Celtic and they should probably do that, you would think. What do you think? Nah, stuff them. This is, I just don't. I just don't think you should. I don't see the point. More that. awkward situations have happened um, <laughs> where other teams have had to, like you know, give the guard of honour when they're handing over the title at their home and stuff like that. So yeah, nah, come on, yeah, Celtic. There's, there's, there's a bitterness to this rivalry that I love. Um, I say don't give it to them. Maintain the disrespect. Keep the hate. There's not enough hate in the world. Um, next one is this is Tottenham's implosion. So Spurs are the only team in the world that could lose to a team who had their manager jailed during the week. One director from Dinamo Zagreb also fled to Bosnia. Did you see? And like, we'll get to the fixture later. But my God, Spurs, he's in jail. Yeah, well, I, who knows what impact that has on the players. Um, I wasn't across this, but, yeah, I mean, looks like it didn't um, affect their performance whatsoever, which we will get to. No, nah, it had quite an impact on Spurs. Um, so this week, Roman Abramovich promised Thomas Tuchel that if he gets to the Champions League, he will get him Haaland. And we're not talking about Alfing, I'm talking about Erling, the real deal. Um, yeah, that'll be tasty as well, I think. And obviously, if he makes the Champions League, they've got some more cash to spend because um, of the revenues coming in. So that Chelsea team looks disgusting if he signs there. So yeah. I feel like it might cost Roman one of his super yachts. So, you know, give a little, get a little, I suppose. Um, Ante Rebic was sent off AC Milan this week after telling the referee that he saw his mother work as a prostitute in Napoli. So we've got to episode 50, so I'm finally letting my hair down a little bit. Say what I want to say. So it was. He clearly says, "I saw your mother work as a prostitute in Napoli." I think that's a red. That's a red, isn't it? Um, but it's a long-winded um, jab at the referee. Like normally, you know, you just call him a knobhead and, and move on, or a blind or something like that, and move on. But no, he's he's really spelt it out for him and specified the line of work and the location, which. <laughs> The profession. Um, so, look, the next one. Referees are in the news again. Have you seen the oh, clip? Career, mate. Have you seen the clip of the Bulgarian game where the referee had to run yeah, to the tarmac and cancel? Oh yeah. my god! He remained calm for the first couple of punches, and then afterwards, he's like, mm, "This seems to be escalating." And then, and uh, yeah, he actually 
ran out of the stadium. But I enjoyed one of the um, one of the players coming over, and you know how the um, the ball is on the halfway line for like when it goes out for throw-ins and stuff like that or for the um, fourth official to throw in. One of the players ran up and just booted that at him because he couldn't catch him. So that was probably the highlight of the, the – would you call uh, it a melee? Or it's uh, almost melee. Probably an attack more than a melee. Yeah. Um, I think, no, the other, the other thing that I saw – I only saw him give a yellow card. Yeah, so man, I, you can't accept yellow cards for nothing though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, interesting from Bulgaria. But, look, let's get into the UCL review. So we start – at Real Madrid 3, Atalanta 1. Very, very, very disappointing display from Atalanta here. Jeez, you got this wrong, didn't you? You had oh, Atalanta, I had Real Madrid. First, that first goal, honestly, I thought I've really put my foot in it here. Yeah, it was the, the Benzema goal. So what, bad um, loss of possession and then, yeah, Benzema. Chopped back to Benzema and he just really tapped it in, didn't he? Play it and out then, from um, the back, he says. It'll be good. You know, we've got a style. Stick blah, blah, to blah. your philosophy. Oh, yeah. But you can't, have all the, you can't have all the good side and the upside of um, Atalanta's football um, without them playing out from the back. Otherwise, they're just not the side they are if they just hoof it like you want them to do. But um, good to see Ramos back on the score sheet. Penn, um, keeper, almost got a hand to it. Ramos back in the team, and he has now scored more goals in the Champions League than Zinedine Zidane. You might have heard of him. And Iniesta, you might have heard of him as well. Miroslav Closer, chuck him in there too. So outside of Closer, there's two players who didn't really score that many goals. Um, and Closer played a lot point? of his career at Werder Bremen as well. So he, like it doesn't oh, – no, nah, it's a bunch of pens. I'm not getting that excited about it. What did excite me was Ramos getting thrown straight back into the starting lineup and just the difference he immediately makes to that team. They just look so much more robust with him in there. Like Varane grows a foot around Ramos. Leadership, isn't it? That's all it is. It is. Um, so great result for them. Obviously, Tuck's one away. Then Vinicius Junior gets fouled. Happy enough with that for a penalty? Yeah, it's a pen. Yep. And their wonderful free kick from um, Luis Fernando Muriel. Um, that was really exciting to watch too because there was a bit going on. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but they had like three or four players run towards around Real Madrid wall and then split. And then yeah, like – did that do anything? Like, I think if you're going to whip that in top corner, it's going to go in top corner. Like, you don't need all of the stuff before it. Like, yeah, but you're, sell, you're selling a product too. Like, and that that had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, shit, what's going on here? Oh, he's just going <laughs> to lash it in the top oh. corner. Oh, gee, it did work. Lashing into the top corner. Oh, right. <laughs> I wish you'd just done that all those other times. Uh, but no, it was a great strike from Uriel. And but I think at this point you're sort of like, well, there's an outside chance. But then Marco Asensio um, finished the game off for Real Madrid and. They go through. So, great result for them. Disappointing for Atalanta. Are Real a chance of winning this competition? I think so. I think they're sort of leaning towards putting all the eggs in this basket. Um, I mean, they're not that close in terms of the uh, La Liga. A couple of points off. Um, but maybe, yeah, I think they are leaning towards this competition. Um, and obviously, if they're at this stage, the quarters, anything can really happen. You've only got to win a couple of games from here. Yeah, they do. They do have a bit of a sense of entitlement in this competition too, based on that historic feats of the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies. Ramos back. Ramos, yeah, Ramos back and Perez Hazard. You mentioned the nineteen sixties and nineteen seventies when they just finished winning like four titles or three titles in the last couple of years. Yeah, so, yeah, I've got no short term memory, but um, potentially I'm a time travel. So the next one is Manchester City two, much in Gladbach two. Pretty straightforward this one. Yeah, straightforward. The whole tie was straightforward. The first leg was straightforward and this one was straightforward. Probably the highlight is um, De Bruyne's goal. 
Wow. That left foot, 11 minutes in we are, and he's just absolutely lashed one into the roof of the net off his left. So, and, rather and then impressive. Goal number two, is that a Phil Foden look-away pass in there? It is. Phil Foden started and a Jeez. nice pass. And then uh, Gundogan was a like, yeah. nice little touch around the keeper. And it was one of those ones that just rolled like painfully into the net, which is uh, always good at, to see. At times, I felt like this looked like a training run for City, such was the golfing class. Like that goal particularly, like they were just streets ahead of Mutch and Gladbach. Yeah, they made – I think you could tell by the subs that Pep made too. So he made his subs relatively um, early. 63, 74, and 69 minutes. Um, but, yeah, uh, Rodri come off, um, Gundogan come off, Diaz come off, Cancelo come off. So, yeah. Yeah. I think and he just, was he added in the bag and made some strategic changes there. Yeah, show a depth you can bring on Sterling, Aguero, Zinchenko, Laporte, Fernandinho, and still have Ake, Jesus, um, Ferran Torres still just sitting on the bench. Like yeah, well, Hazard didn't start and um, Aguero didn't start. So they've gone with that false nine again. Interesting. Yeah, and then so after the Champions League win, Sergio Aguero came on the pitch, but um, he left complaining that they don't pass me the ball. Did you see this? Yeah, well, a part of it is just that they haven't played with a genuine number nine for a while, and now they're like, oh, all of a sudden there's a number nine there again because Jesus plays that position very differently to Aguero, and the other factor is that sometimes they don't play any striker at all. So, mm. I mean, I'm not sure it's anything to do with Aguero. It's just his pattern to play. Yeah, it? and I think I think technically, like, as a as a footballer, and, like, no disrespect, obviously Sergio Aguero is an amazing striker, but technically as a footballer, he's probably not on the same level as some of those players in that City team. Like, so his role is to score goals. Um, yeah, he's a finisher. He's not in yeah, there for, as you say, for his interplay. Yeah. yeah, and he's looking to do interplay, but his, his interplay is actually, like, you know, probably not as good as those players, but those players are at such a high level that not many players will be at that level. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, seems like a bit of a sook from him, uh, but he's on the way out anyway by all reports. So, potentially, he needs to shut up and get on with it and he might get a Champions League medal. Just stay in the box. Like, I don't see why he'd be that disappointed with it. I think if you're him, all you do is hang around the six-yard box and pick up 25 goals a year, tapping it in. Yeah. And you know? <laughs> the, way they, the way they sling those balls across to you, probably will. Yeah, exactly. Um, no runs needed. No. So let's move on to the next one. So City go through uh, probably equal favourites with Bayern, who beat Lazio 2-1. What did you make of this one? Uh, what, Bayern, Lazio? Yeah, well, again, I thought this was similar to the City tie where the damage was really done in the first leg and now that Bayern were at home, it was unlikely that Lazio were going to get to them. Obviously, the red card um, didn't help and then the going behind early on for Lewandowski's goal. Um, yeah, Bayern just looked in cruise mode, really. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't uh, much in there. So the penalty to Lewandowski in the 30th minute, but they were cruising along at that point. Nice strike from uh, Chupa Moting. He's come a long yeah, way. We're not, gonna tell, we're not going to tell the whole story here, but a nice little chipped finish from him, um, former Stoke City man, of course. And then Correa tips one home with the header, but it's all just too little too late at this point. Yeah, well, I think Bayern played a, a full-strength team, which I was a little bit shocked by. Um, probably just Afonso Davies was the the main guy missing um, at, at left back. But apart from that, I think they were, they were full strength. But um, they also made five subs in this game. So that sort of shows you how much you know, in control they were of the game to make five subs. Yeah. I would, I would have liked Lazio to have been a little bit more brave. Um, Chiron Mobley starting on the bench was interesting for me. But... Um, 
yeah, they, they were never really in this tie. So you can sort of understand after what happened to Barcelona last year. It's one of those ones where if they go forward, they could get really, really embarrassed. And I think the tie was almost gone um, after the first leg and then going behind in the 32nd minute, was it? That it's almost done. Yeah. yeah but Byron over. looking as good as ever, probably favourites with City, I'd say. Mm. So now we go on to what I think was probably the most impressive performance of the of the four fixtures played this week. Chelsea 2, Atletico Madrid 0. Tuchel has those boys purring, doesn't he? Just still undefeated. Unbelievable. But it's, it's the defensive um, rigidity that they have. It's just so impressive. Like, Atletico looked like second rate for a lot of the game. Yeah. Um, they didn't create much. Chelsea dominated possession, fairly comfortable throughout. Hakim Zayic gets a nice goal in there as well. But I think the performance of the night has to go to your boy, Angola Kante. Wasn't favoured under Frank, but Tuchel seems to love him. Well, he didn't really start in Tuchel's initial teams, and he's been rotated out a, a couple of times. But, I mean, a performance like that, he'd probably stick in there. I think the best thing that he offers um, Tuchel is the opportunity just to play one at the base of the midfield. Yeah. I think, yeah, without him, you're probably playing um, Jorginho, um, like either next to um, someone else like, like Mount or someone like that, um, or you'd play them together, which is what Frank was trying to do at some stage as well. So I think, yeah, the best thing about realising that um, how good Kante is um, is that you can just play him at the base, which then obviously allows him um, to fit more in um, in terms of like that, um, Havertz and, and Werner and um, Zakic and uh, Pulisic, like put Giroud in there, Halton at Doy, like, you know what I mean? It just opens way more opportunities just to play one at the base. So, yeah, but what a performance. And then, but a good performance, right? Um, one of his best ever. But, geez, people carried on, didn't they, in socials? Yeah, they did. They did. But I think I think these things are all, um, these things that Kante does week in, week out. Um, it, I think it's just because this was such a big tie and Chelsea needed to win that it was, um, it was carried on about. But I just, I just think he's that he's a player that is at that level. Like he's, like Tuchel said, um, he's like having an extra half a man out there, and he is. Like everyone knows that. There's nothing new in here. Kante's athletic capacity is outrageous, and that 93rd minute run to open up the space for Emerson was ridiculous. But it, like he'll do that if you play him. Um, yeah, Emerson um, coming on did rather well too. Yeah, he's got himself a nice little goal. Um, but, yeah, look, great result for Chelsea. I thought Luis Suarez was very disappointing. I know he's also been, like, thrown across social media, yeah. but he just – one of those weeks where he just looks extremely old. Um, but that, that's that's how I thought he looked when he was leaving um, Barca. And then now he's sort of um, – yeah, because he did so well um, and was, all, like, top of the scoring chart for a long time. Um yeah, I think it was just sort of interesting that now people are like, oh, off him again. I'm like, well, he still had a great season, even if he didn't look um, good in, in that particular moment. But the Emerson goal um, killed a £250,000 potential jackpot for the yeah. um, Super 6. Did you see that? Yeah. 94th goal. I went live to show him on TV. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would be disappointing, but great result for Chelsea. Um, obviously, a red card to Stefan Savage, so they'll play Champions League next year and he'll have to sit out a couple. I thought that was extremely soft, to be honest. Um, but they're through. Happy enough. 
Um, Chelsea looking like they're a bit of a dark horse in this competition now based on current form. They've yeah, got I agree. So like, if you're go, go and rank the um, teams in order for me then. Who have uh, you got if you look forward to the draw? Favourites. City, I've got City as number one. Yep. I've got Bayern as number two. Mm-hmm. I reckon I've got Chelsea as three and then probably Dortmund at four. Yeah, the only thing I'd probably have something similar. I'd probably put um, PSG over Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and then I probably think the bottom you could decide between sort of um, Liverpool and Porto. Yeah, um, and I, I think I agree partially there, but PSG were just so poor against Barcelona in that second leg. I just couldn't get that out of my head. And if you're looking forward, so PSG play um, Bayern in the next round. Chelsea play Porto, so you'd fancy Chelsea to get through. Liverpool play Real Madrid. I mean, based on form, you'd probably lean toward Real Madrid on that one. And then Dortmund and City. So let's just get a quick tip, uh, quick feels. How are you feeling? PSG Bayern to go through. Not necessarily the, yeah, the game preview Bayern. that later. Bayern to go through. Yeah, I probably got Bayern then. How do you go past them? Chelsea Porto to go through. Chelsea. Chelsea to go through without conceding a goal if you're looking for an exotic. Ooh. Um, Liverpool, Real Madrid. That's this is probably the tastiest of a lot, I think. Yeah, do you reckon Mo Salah's getting pains in his shoulder thinking about it? Probably. Ramos is back, which doesn't look good. <laughs> but, uh, like, I think this is probably, like, Liverpool definitely have all their eggs in the Champions League basket, and I think Real Madrid are halfway there as well, depending on how the league goes by the time we get to this fixture. But right, I'm going to I'm I'm go against you. I'll tip Liverpool for this one. Ooh, and then Dortmund, Man City. I think everyone's comfortable with Man City to get through here, aren't they? Does does Erling Haaland have like a for sale sign on him for this fixture? Well, he's in the shop window for this one, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I think City City should go through, but I think that'll be the pick of the bunch. To be honest, I think that'll be the most exciting. Really? Time. Yeah, oh, I think I think Liverpool Real Madrid. Yeah. So that really that'll be a very exciting fixture. So all those fixtures are on the seventh and eighth of April, so not too far off. So make sure you get your sleep in now. Don't waste it. Um, all right, let's move on to the B League then. All right, so let's move on to Europe's Premier Cup competition, Europa League. So we're just going to skip over a couple of these. Olympiacos won, Arsenal nil. Arsenal didn't actually play that bad, but didn't get the result. Um, and the goal made it a little bit exciting, but then the red card sort of ruined it. What did you think of this? Arsenal good enough to go through? Yeah, Arsenal good enough, oh, especially over the, the two legs, I think. Yeah. I do have – they should have put this game to bed earlier. I thought they weren't that bad. Um Next one, Dynamo Zagreb 3, with the manager in jail, the director in Bosnia, Tottenham Hotspur nil. What did you think of this one? And is that the best hat-trick you've seen in the Europa League? Yeah, what, what a night to, to score a hat-trick. Um, like a big night for um, Dynamo, but I mean, it's hard to say. Is it is it just more reflective of where Spurs are as a team? Or is it... Yeah. Last you, like, you know, we're in trouble of praising um, Dynamo over like roasting Spurs or vice versa, so it's difficult. No, I want to dig in and roast Spurs because, um, like, I know so there's a couple of players who have come in for a little bit of criticism in the past. So Serge Aurier came in for criticism, and he was absolutely abhorrent, and I can't for the life of me figure out why he wasn't hooked. Um, like, he, he was responsible for, like, the first goal, the second goal, and I also think he was responsible for the third goal. So he got the hook for uh, 
I can't remember who he got the hook for, but it was too late. Like he was given, he was given. Bergwijn. Um, yeah, he was given all such far too much space all the time, and he was horrible in possession as well. Like the second goal where um, Orsic bends it in, he shouldn't be able to cut in that easily. Like between Aurier and um, Davison Sanchez, Sanchez yeah, it was just yeah. too easy. Like, can just yeah, Serge was a long way from him for that second goal yeah. before he would But to be fair, decent finish as well. Yeah. And then the third goal, the winner, like someone fouled him. Like he gets, he runs like 30 metres untouched. Someone just lift him. Lift him, yeah. yeah. Um, let's cover Jose's uh, presser. Did you see this after? Oh, yeah. God, that was depressing. <laughs> what, else, what else do you do if you're Jose? You're, you can't, you can't <laughs> say anything else. Oh, Resign on the spot. <laughs> And really call it. So he's a uh, Jose. Well, so do you have the words in front of you exactly what Jose said? So he said, um, What is it? I'm not dis- just disappointed. I'm disappointed on a personal level. This goes much deeper than this, or words of those roughly like that? Yeah, I don't have the exact words, but basically he, he was saying it, it hurts, but it, it hurts more um, based on the, the attitude and performance more so than the outcome. So he's like, The, the outcome hurts, but how he went out, it hurts even more. Yeah. Oh, and I couldn't agree more with him. They were like they were so bad, and like they were in such a comfortable position. They should never have allowed this to happen. But their performance was just absolutely terrible. And I remember you said a couple of weeks ago, one of your old coaches said he'd rather be down than up two nil. And like it just rings true again from that. That um, <laughs> idiot, mate. Um, but like they, they, I just can't. I can't emphasize. I feel like any time I watch Tottenham. <laughs> They're terrible, and I'm really critical of them. But they were just so bad. Yep, trash. And um, Hugo Lloris come out and, and said similar things to Jose, where he said it was an absolute disgrace and apologised to the fans at, at the end of it. But essentially, um, the only thing Spurs have got left to play for now is the the League Cup final coming up um, because they're probably just too far off in this form. That um, so I suppose they're not too far off in the prem to get close to um like a europa or even a champions league spot but like the form line just suggests completely something different so yeah yeah, i think in terms of the prem and and those champions league spots that that's pretty much gone so yeah the league cup's pretty much anything they got to look forward to just quickly on Lloris, um so he criticized he said we lacked we have a lack of basics and fundamentals all our performances are in relation of that um and then he also criticized the club a little bit do you think he's on the way up well, it's been spoken about, hasn't he? But I mean, who's going to come in for him? Because the he's like the worst of both worlds in that he he's overpriced um, and a high profile player, so he's going to attract a huge price tag. Got the World Cup win under his belt, which um, it, it sort of boosts up his price tag. But then he's got all the downside of like not being that good. So I think whoever picks him up, it would just overpay for him to get him to the club and have and spend all this cash and have a high profile signing. But then the the fundamentals and the actual goalkeeper you get is just nowhere near that top bread, I don't think. So, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be signing Larissa. I think you pay overs and get unders. And what about Jose? I, th- I think he's still done okay. I think if, if you're – if yeah, I, it's this se- whole season pretty much hinges on this um, League Cup victory. Like if Jose wins that and brings some silverware to Spurs – I think all the Spurs fans are saying like, "Oh, what a great season! We finally won a trophy." Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. If, if, he, if he loses that and Man City embarrass them, which completely likely, I don't know, then the narrative just completely shifts about, yeah. you know, no trophies. The football's got worse, and our position on the tables um, probably dropped off a couple of spots depending on where they end up. 
Yeah, I, like I think watch this space because this this is high quality drama. Spurs, absolute shit show right now, and they've got it. They need to fund that stadium, and that's very pricey. So keep an eye on that one. So let's move on. So this is this one is crazy, and I saw I didn't see this one in detail, but I saw the result, and I was like, my god, Molder two, Granada one. I'm not sure if you remember, but you predicted this. I did, yeah. Insane, oh, day, baby. absolutely insane. But they still they still go out. So yeah. Um, well, I thought the Norwegians um, had a strong showing there, and I, I backed them to get another goal. Just the, the goal that they conceded in between the the two goals um, obviously really hurt them because um, they needed three at that point. They got the pen laid on, but yeah, no good. Yeah, so um, looking better without Ollie, which is funny. Um, Shakhtar one, Roma two. Roma pretty comfortably through. Um, no real complaints there. No real complaints there. I had um, Shakhtar, so I was a bit disappointed in that one. Go to Ukraine and win. Good on him. So then VRL 2, Dynamo Kiev, nil. So no more representatives from Ukraine. I know that's close to your heart, but um, VRL good for the points and through. Yep. Next. (laughs) So next one, Rangers. uh, Just agree. Just nod and agree. So (laughs) Rangers nil, Slavia Prague 2. Um, Slavia, brilliant. Another British side, so um, great result for them. But what do you want to talk about in this game? <laughs> I've got a photo, uh, I've got a photo in much. front of me. And I've got a photo sitting in front of me, and it still like, makes me shake. The headshot, yeah. Oh, so just for our listeners, so the ball comes over the top. The Rangers, um, Rangers striker, what's his name? Is it... Uh, I can't think of his bloody name now. It's, keep going, I'll find it. You keep going. Yeah, no, um, Kema Roof uh, goes through on Ore Kola, the goalkeeper, and his foot is as high as the keeper's head, um, and then he strikes the keeper in the face with his foot. And it is absolutely horrendous. Um, one of our savvy listeners asked that no one checked to make sure the Rangers player's foot was okay. <laughs> But he he gets him clean on the face. The keeper is stretched off. Do you see his um, bandages too? He's got like one bandage on his cheek and then like another band-aid across his eye and then one in the middle of his head. Um, yeah. He didn't look good at all. But, yeah, good to see him sitting up on the bench at the end. Yeah, but holy shit. If you haven't seen this already, like watch it, but it's not for the squeamish. He absolutely levels him with his foot. Um, and it doesn't look good for the keeper. The keeper actually subbed off after that. But Rangers out, brave um, from Rangers, but they're out. Stevie G, still a very good season, isn't it? Yeah, great season for Stevie G. Obviously, they're going to take the, the title out. That is done and dusted. And then um, I think they would have liked to go a little bit further in the Europa, which Stevie G had mentioned. But, um, yeah, like a, a good showing and they probably want to go deeper in um, this type of competition. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next one, the big one. The uh, the prodigal son returns. Milan nil, Pog. Paul Pogba led Manchester United one. Um, anything to add to this one? Oh, just the goal was a bit scrappy, wasn't it? Like it was a Who whole cares? sort of scene with um, Dan James down there. Um, Pogba was around there. Um, Bruno was hanging around and then Pogba, yeah, just sort of picked up possession and then had a little fake shot that uh, sent the defender um, sort of diving and moved the keeper over for him to just sort of dink it into the the roof of the net from close range. So, yeah, good to see Pogba back and um, man you through. 
Yeah, um, it was it was an exciting fixture, but it was a fixture that was fairly low on quality, if I'm 100% honest. Um, there was a lot of excitement around Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming on for AC Milan, and Paul Pogba obviously returned from Manchester United. Pogba gets the goal and looked really... Like, he looked a class above when he came on in a pretty poor fixture. But for this, for me, this emphasised just how old Zlatan Ibrahimovic is. He came on, he was caught offside probably three times. He would be the slowest person in world football right yeah, now. Yeah, but he's not. He's obviously not. Um, like they're throwing him on to try and rescue the tie. So I think yeah. to be fair to him, um, you know, he's coming back from a long layoff and he's obviously not fit and not sharp enough yet, but um, he was thrown on. Manu only making one sub, which I thought was interesting considering the amount of games that they've got coming up. But um, yeah, I suppose they're not they're not challenging in the uh, the prem anymore, really. Just trying to stay in the inside the top four. They've got an FA Cup fixture coming up. But yeah, interesting that uh, you are allowed a few extra subs and they didn't choose to make even three. Yeah, well it was it's a bit tough too because you've got Cavani out, Martial out, Rashford came off because I think he was got a knock. So then like you you're only left with Mason Greenwood up top as a genuine striker. Um, so you got Donny there. Donny can be used for... Um, <laughs> he can't be used. Ollie hates him. Um, so, good who's result. Gonna for, who's going to take the blame for that signing? Who um, are Manchester United going to step up and say, sorry, yeah, we did sign the wrong guy. He's not working out either because Ollie doesn't like him or his training ain't good enough. Who's going to put it the hand up and say, that's a massive flop? No one. When you've got enough money, mate, all your problems go away. But, look, last thing I want to touch on in this game was um, – so Kieran McKenna, a Manchester United assistant coach, said to Stefano Pioli, who's quite an animated character. I don't know if you saw him on the touchline, but holy shit, he kicks every ball. Kicks like every a, ball, heads every ball, yeah. Yeah, like a poor man's Reno Gattuso. But you're out anyway, Pioli, so suck on that. Um, Kieran McKenna said, good game. And then Pioli responded by saying, good team shit, asshole. You are nothing else. Your sister's a good team. Your sister. Um, so he oh, took the result well uh, <laughs> and responded with some highbrow humour. That's an absolute banter. Yeah. Well, good news for Pioli is you're going to lose the league and you're going to lose the Europa League, so suck on that. Um, but he just seems like a real sook now. Um, last one. So I know you fancied young boys to go through, but um, Ajax pipped them 2-0 to win 5-0 in aggregate. Are Ajax a bit of a smoky in this one? Oh, I don't know about smoky. They're just straight up one of the favourites, aren't they? Manchester United might deal with them soon. I said um, one of the smoke, one of the yeah, favourite, but yeah. pretty straightforward display. So then the draw for this one. So the conquerors of Britain, Slavia Prague. If someone was to invade Britain post Brexit, I would want to be led by Slavia Prague. They just do not look like losing to the English or anyone from the United Kingdom at all. Will they knock out Arsenal? Quick tip. Uh, nah, I can't see. Arsenal beat them. Won't they over two legs? Surely. They beat Leicester. And they beat Rangers, who are both better than Arsenal. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a slap in the face to all of those fans there. But uh, yeah, we'll see. All right, so I think Slavia is going to go through on this one. Um, Villarreal, Dynamo, Zagreb. You got to go with Dynamo. The form they're in, they just battered Spurs. Who are you? Yeah, I get. I'm going Villarreal because I think Spurs were so shit in that second leg that no team can play that badly ever again. Um, uh, Manchester United and Granada. Man, you easy. Yeah, easy. Go on, boys. Um, and then Roma, Ajax, probably the pick of the bunch. Pick of the bunch. I've got Ajax. I think. I think they'll be too too good for Roma. I mean, I watched it, I watched the the first Roma game. I think. Um, 
Yeah, no, they just look a bit underwhelming. Yeah, they, I think they are generally a bit underwhelming, but I am still going to tip them to go through. Um, I think they'll really? be Ajax. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I just think they've got a little bit more quality. And Ajax are in like a bit of a rebuilding phase because everyone's got them poached, all their best players. Think De Jong, Van der Beek, Zayic. Um, and obviously with Sebastian Haller not being registered, I think Roma will pip them. All right, so it's going to be a very exciting. So those fixtures are on the 16th of April, all of them, 5 a.m. Australian time, so do get up and make time. Let's move on to the FA Cup, your favourite cup competition. Start off with a bit of a South Coast derby, Bournemouth versus Southampton. That's today. Who do you like? Huge. Um, Bournemouth sitting in seventh um, in the championship. Um, on a reasonable run of form, only lost one of their last five. Um, they're probably just short of the playoffs at the moment. Um, bit of a jump there, and Brentford have got a, a game in hand on them, which um, hurts as well, so do Swansea. So, yeah, they're doing okay in the league, but probably a little bit off the pace to um, fight for some of those promotional spots. Um, I think it's like it's a good draw for Southampton um, coming into into this sort of um, quarterfinal. So I think I'm going to go Southampton just because I'm going to cop out and go to the Premier League team. What, what do you think? Yeah, this is actually probably the trickiest one to pick of all the ties, to be honest, because um, Southampton's form lately has been nothing short of atrocious. Um, and although Bournemouth are in seventh, you think they'd take a little bit of confidence from how bad Southampton have been. But as you said, Premier League, Southampton should have a little bit, should have enough quality to beat Bournemouth. Um, so I think I'll go Southampton, but I think there could be some hairy moments along the way. Yeah. Do, do, you, like do you think Southampton will play a full-strength team? Do you think Southampton will play a full-strength team? Um, James Will-Prowse will, um, yeah, no doubt have a say in the game, whether it's from be a free kick or a... Um, uh, free kick or one of his set pieces. But um, what do you think about um, Southampton playing a full-strength team in this fixture? Do you think they'll play a full-strength team or do you think that they might rest some players and rotate some players to try and concentrate on survival? Yeah, so I think with the result this morning, um, with Fulham going down to Leeds, probably changes things a little bit. I think they'll go full-strength because they're so close. Like you get, you get through this game, which should be – relatively straightforward um, and you're into the final four and anything can happen. So, yeah, I think mm. they'll go full strength, yeah. but it is a risk because it's seven points off Fulham. You know, there's other teams below them that are probably in more trouble up Brighton than Newcastle. So I think they'll go full noise and try and win this one. All right. So both Southampton for um, each of us. And so we're on to Everton, Man City. Who we got? Yeah, it's going to have to be Man City, isn't it? I would love Everton to win this game. I would love it so much. Do you think Everton are any chip? Can Carlo pull out a miracle is the question. Oh, I'm not sure I'd call it a miracle if he knocks them out, but uh, definitely an upset. But I just can't see how you can tip against Man City at the moment. I, th- I think what <laughs> Carlo will try and go up against Man City, which would be the worst thing he can do, and I think they'll get beaten comfortably by City. But... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like fall off my chair if um, Everton got through, but I would be shocked. Mentally. Yeah, they lost three one last time these two teams met, but um, for memory, that should and could have been a lot more to City. But yeah, it'd be really good. It'd be the magic of the cup would be very much back if Everton were to pit Man City in this one, and I would absolutely personally love it if they somehow knocked them out. Yeah. 
All right, so I think both of us are going City there, but praying for Everton, um, thoughts and prayers. So next one, Chelsea, Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Who do you like in this one? Oh, this is easy. Tommy Tuchel for boys will um, annihilate Sheffield United <laughs> here. Um, I'm predicting four or more. Four or more? Shit. Yeah. Well, well, Tuchel, well, I don't even know what Tuchel's best team is, actually, to be honest. They've just been going along so well. But will Tuchel field a full-strength team or do you reckon he'll rest a few here? Well, he, he normally tinkers and rotates his teams. So, yeah, I think he'll continue to do that. But I don't think um, his team will miss a beat. Like, every t- every change that he makes, um, yeah, the, the players that come in sort of pick up for it. So, like, um, obviously, uh, Chilwell's been rotated a lot. Kente's been in and out of the team. Werner seems to play a lot. Um, but, uh, like, every time Giroud's come in, he's done well. So, yeah, I, don't, I can't see Chelsea missing a beat here. I think they'll get it done comfortable. Yeah, same. I think... I- Pretty straightforward. It looks like, um, as you said, I think Tuchel's got like two players for every position almost. Three in some, like left back, Emerson, Chilwell, um, and um, what's the last player? Alonso. So like, he just seems to have so much depth, yeah. So, yeah, Chelsea to go through. So this one, next one, probably the pick of the bunch. Uh, Leicester City versus an injury-ravaged Manchester United. Who do you like in this one? Uh, probably not. I think they're in they're in good form. Um, one uh, a big fixture, um, obviously, in the Manchester derby, and I just can't see how you can't go past them in this big fixture. But I think this is probably going to be the tightest of the the, the games. I think, but I've got Man U. Who you got? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way, so I'm self-deprecating in a way. I think Leicester City will win it because I just don't know where a goal is going to come from for Manchester United in the current state. So no Martial, no Cavani. Rashford went off injured the other day. Um, so unless it's a Bruno Fernandes penalty, I don't know how Manchester United are going to break him down. I think Leicester City are going to pip them here. But um, I think you're going to see two teams that are going to both be afraid to lose as well. So I think it will be very tight and not many goals. Mm, you're not sure to get on the score sheet, though, for sure, either way. Oh, gross. Oh, God, I hope not. The hat trick was a flash in the pan. So then we've got to go through. So Southampton, Manchester City, Chelsea, and we're split on the last one. We are. So yeah. hopefully yeah. hopefully Manchester United can get through and then they can do a job on City again. Um, so let's move on to the Premier League. So we had a game this morning. Fulham won leads to tough one to take for Fulham. Yeah, like every time Fulham get close to um, getting some points and getting out of the danger zone, they just sort of like slip up and, and drop back in. But um, yeah, and, and this is one similar. I think they were a decent chance to pick up some points from this game. I think they were sort of penciling this one in to, to do some damage and, and see if they can um, close that gap. But yeah, they slipped up again. And to be honest, I had Leeds winning this. Um, what do you think of the, the game and what implications does that have for Fulham moving forward? Yeah, so Fulham moving forward, this is this is one they needed to win, I think, um, just to keep that pressure on. But Leeds, good for the win. They're such an exciting team to watch. Um, Patrick Bamford was quite impressive. So he looked like a man who had a point to prove after being missing out on England selection this week. Um, so he bagged himself a goal, and then he also slipped one in for Rafinha to score what ended up being the winner. But Fulham, to their credit, didn't die wondering, but um, just... Like, I think Leeds just had too much quality um, for them overall. Wider implications, yeah. It, I think this really hurts for them. 
really does. Um, yeah, do you so, think they're done now? Yeah, so they've got um, – they're two points behind Newcastle um, and played two more games than Newcastle. So uh, I wouldn't say they're done, but, I mean, they obviously really need to get things right. And I think if you're Newcastle or Brighton, um, you just need to be going along at the pace that you're going along. Like Brighton have got four points out of their last five fixtures. Um, Newcastle got three points out of their last five fixtures. Like if they keep going at that pace, they're, they're just going to be just fine. Um, whereas Fulham really need to, to turn things around um, and, and close yeah, that gap. So like, obviously, obviously, the goal for the Fulham is happens they have once to they stay get within, close to 30 points. Yeah, they have to stay in touching distance of Newcastle till that last day fixture. Um, I feel like no matter what happens, it's all going to come down to that. Newcastle play Brighton next in a, in a six-pointer, which would be good. Yeah, so that's so that's straight to our next game. So Brighton, Newcastle tomorrow, 7 a.m. Who do you like in that one? Ah, uh, that's a bloody big one, isn't it? That's big. I'm probably going to go Newcastle. I think Newcastle will see this um, Fulham slip up as an opportunity and um, we'll go for it. And I think Newcastle gets it done. Callum Wilson had trained um, the last sort of 10 days. So I think he's a chance for um, some either bench time to come on and do some damage or to start. Yeah, right. That's an interesting call. I um, I actually am going to go for Brighton in this one. So I think they're going to find some going to find some confidence after their last outing. And I just don't think Newcastle are very good. But I didn't know Callum Wilson was back. Um, he, he did a hamstring, but he, he's not expected back till the 4th of April. And those hammies for a player like that, oh, that's, a big, that's a big one. If he comes back in, I think they're favourites. But if he doesn't, I think Brighton are going to win this game, which is just going to make things even more interesting between Newcastle and Fulham. All right, so look, let's move on to the next one. So we've got Aston Villa versus Tottenham. Which Tottenham's going to turn up in this one? Oh, who knows? Like these two teams are locked um, in uh, eighth and ninth. So yeah, big fixture for both of them in terms of position. I think I think you got to look for a response from Spurs. I think Spurs will respond here, and I think they'll get it done against Villa. Villa's form hasn't been that good, and I don't think Jose will let the boys off lightly. Um, coming from from that performance and that result. So I think Jose will be on to them this week and I've got Spurs to respond and get it done. This, this should be a no-brainer, shouldn't it? Spurs should have too much quality, shouldn't they? You'd think so. If they play Bale um, and, and oh, I think Son, Son's still injured. Son's still injured, yeah. Mm. Moral like play, Galliari sh- might. Oh, who knows what's going to go with Deli Ali, but they have to respond from that performance on Friday. It was just so bad. Um, so, yeah, I think Spurs I think Spurs will win this one. If they don't, I think we've got – that's going to be a sign of big problems at Spurs, I think, if they don't win this game. Because this would push – Villa would go three points above them. There'd be unlikely European football next year for Spurs, and I think that would put Jose's job um, into a fairly precarious position if they don't win this game. Yep, I agree with that. So let's move on to the London Derby. You've got West Ham at home to Arsenal. Um, who are you leaning towards here? And this has big implications for the uh, sort of Europa League Champions League spots as well. Yeah, so um, got one of the biggest clubs in London in West Ham and Arsenal, of course. Um, so West Ham currently sitting in fifth and showing some good signs. Arsenal, you just don't know what you're going to get as per 
the performance with Olympiacos, not too bad, but just didn't get the result. Um, I think I'm going to lean on my normal West Ham tip, um, which is if Mikel Antonio plays, they will win. I don't think Arsenal can handle Antonio in full flight. Um, but Arsenal starting to get some cavalry back in. But I just think West Ham, just based on West Ham's form and just how solid they've been the last couple of weeks, I don't think Arsenal can handle that. So I'm going to go with the Hammers here. What do you think? Yep. No, I agree. I think I'm going to go with the Hammers. Um, I think uh, our boy Jaylings, after his call-up this week back into the England squad after two years out, um, he'll be buzzing. Um, he'll be throwing up those fake gang signs. And I can't see why West Ham won't beat Arsenal here. Um, but as a Leicester fan, I'm hoping for a boring, boring nil-all draw. <laughs> so that'll give, open up a bit of space there. It's already eight points. Like Surely West Ham can't get eight points in. And Arsenal, Arsenal are closer, closer to the relegation spots. 15, no, not quite. It's basically 15 points to relegation and 15 points to Leicester City in third for Arsenal. Let's see. Yeah. All right, so we're both going with the Hammers in this one. Should be a good game, but So have we got a midweek – or not a midweek. Have we got a multi here from Roger? No, nothing in from Roger, but didn't don't we have to go through um, the our listeners' multi from uh, last week? Yeah, all right. Let's quickly touch on it. So we had Manchester United to beat AC Milan. Tick. Tick. Bayern Munich to beat Lazio. Tick. Manchester City to beat Moch and Gladbach. Tick. Tick. Karen Benzema to score a goal. Tick. Tick. So it all came it. down. I know we AC won. Milan. No, we didn't. We did not. The other fixture in that multi was Tottenham Hotspurs to beat Dynamo Zagreb. Oh, and holy yeah. shit, that was an absolute. <laughs> 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 oh, it was. It, like, oh. I just can't express how disappointed I was in that. That was what it came like. It, obviously, they played before Manchester United, but I had a good level of confidence Manchester United <laughs> win. And Spurs, I don't know if they hate me as much as I hate them, but oh, they were just disgraceful, and they cost us a lot of money. Terrible, yeah. Yeah, typical Spurs. You just okay. can't rely. All right, so. You can't rely on them. All right, so um, no multi this week um, from anyone. So I think, is there any more for any more? We're done. Get, get out of here. Uh, if you want to get in touch, just flick us an email at footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com, um, Facebook Football Played on Paper. And don't forget to go on and give us a five-star review. Um, very important. <laughs>